0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss and your source for the latest news and notes on World Cup 2022. That's right, folks. This is our World Cup final edition of the show. We brought you 17 other episodes of coverage of the World Cup this year, and uh, we have two Don't more. Cry. Don't cry, Earl. Don't cry. It's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll have Women's World Cup next year, and then you'll, you'll be all right. And we have lots of other things to talk about tomorrow night, Earl. And there are things that you don't even know about yet. So, um, guys, World Cup is finally done. We had intended to do this last night, but, uh, you know, life things uh, we've, t- we told people before we have lives, we have families, we have kids. Well, and so except for Earl, um, um, speak to yourself, um, asshole. I said lives and kids and neither of which you, you kids speak for yourself. <laughs> um, so, But, no, we do appreciate you guys sticking with us through all the World Cup coverage. Um, that is our topic tonight. I, I, obviously, at this point, everyone's seen the match. You know that Argentina won the 2022 World Cup. Uh, not for lack of effort on the part of Kylian Mbappe. Uh, I don't know what Jacob's laughing at at this point. I know what he was laughing at earlier. Earl was coughing, and then I don't know what
1: happened, but he just threw the napkin or the paper. <laughs> he was just... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Earl's Earl's, uh, Earl's playing injured tonight, guys. Bear with Earl's,
0: Earl's sucking it up. Let's just keep it going. This is Earl's flu game. That's what this is. And we'll see if that translates to, to the podcast world, You know whether or not he Let's can see. hold things is together. It, is it MJ's? Is it incomparable to MJ's flu game? Or
1: is it comparable to like my flu game in high school where I played five minutes and then threw up for 20? Probably I'm, that one. We'll see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll see how, how Earl's feeling here throughout the show. Um, he's already warned us so there's a chance he may uh, take off if we continue to ramble. So um, we're going to try our best to stay on topic and not, you know, I go off on tangents. It. Did you get that, uh, did you get that uh, recipe there? I did. I did get the recipe. Thank you. I, I will go and pick up the uh, pick up the things I need, to, and I'll give that a shot this weekend. Particularly since it is my birthday this weekend. So, hey, um, hey. yeah, getting older. Hooray! And we have got Team Earl over in the chat. So, uh, of course we do, Robert Earl. You can uh. you can pull from Robert's energy. There you go. Hopefully that'll help you power through <laughs> your your sickness this evening. So, um, yeah. Again, appreciate you guys being here. Argentina walked away the victors, and this was by far at least in my opinion, the, the most entertaining match of the entire 2022 World Cup. I mean, did you guys feel the same way? I mean, or is there something else that kind of, was, was there one that stood out as more entertaining than this?
1: No, no, it was this. Yeah. It was my farthest. Thing. I mean, you it, well, let me rephrase that. The final 25 minutes of regulation and then extra time were exciting. Uh, the first 75 minutes or so, uh, not so much. Not so much. Despite the fact that Argentina had the lead? Well, yeah, it was just complete and utter domination by Argentina for 70 or so minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. France just could not get it together whatsoever. Um, give up a penalty. Uh, go down 1-0. Uh, still can't find any anything. And then they go into halftime, you think, maybe out of halftime, they will look better. No, no, not so much. Yeah. And then Argentina scores a second, and you're like, oh, okay, well, congrats, Messi.
0: Yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about that penalty. I mean, obviously, penalties have been a, a huge talking point of the tournament, whether it's, p- whether it's kicks from the mark, whether it's the, the penalties that have been called. Earl, this first penalty for Messi did... Watching this, did you feel like this was a fair call? I know some folks still, you know, kind of threw up their hands and said, "Hey, what, what the heck is going on? Why is this a penalty?"
2: You're we asking the wrong person, dude. <laughs> hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Can
1: we, Earl, I have a very important question for you. Did you watch this game?
2: Yes, I did watch this game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but let's make sure because I text you guys. Hold on, guys. motherfuckers.
1: Hold on, I text you guys. And both of you said you were not watching the game. So I just want to make sure that you guys caught up and
2: so I didn't start watching until like the seventy-fifth minute. So you didn't watch all of the game? Fuck no. Okay. I had other things going on that morning. So you
1: didn't you didn't you never saw the penalty that
2: we were talking about? Nope. That's why I said you're asking the wrong dude. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. had actually forgot about it. And I was out doing things already at eight o'clock in the morning. You
0: forgot about how it? did you forget about the World Cup final? France, Look. Argentina, Messi, Mbappe. The future, the past. Like, this was it. If you had to watch one game, this World Cup. That's exactly, so that's, exactly
2: what was, that's exactly what was
0: happening on Sunday was
2: my future, and my past. I I,
0: I I thought we weren't going there tonight, or we're not. That. But I was already
2: doing things at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. So I didn't get a chance to like just stop and watch the whole entire game. So I actually got a chance to watch the last little part, the 75th minute extra time PKs. I actually got to watch that.
0: (laughs) So Robert over the chat says the first PK was soft. Jacob, I mean, what did did you feel about it? I mean, it was soft, but it was still a penalty. Okay. I
1: I, talk about the the refs kind of in a hole. I, I thought uh, the referee was almost flawless, uh, probably close to like as close to flaws as you can get being a referee. Um, <clears throat> and so, no, I, I think it was, and it, it was soft, but it was.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things Like when you got, when you have guys like, uh, like Messi, who's going to get in, into those areas. And it, we've seen it throughout the tournament. He's worked himself into an area where if he takes that bump, he's going to go down. Like, I mean, you just know he is. Yeah. And but that's the thing. Like, it's enough to where you're gonna call a foul because he's on the ball, he's got possession. You know, he's heading towards the goal. Like it's gonna get called. And yes, it was, it was extremely soft, but I, I think it was fair. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, you know, Argentina looked like world beaters for the, if you're the first, you know, 60, 75 minutes. And like I when and you you said you know you texted us and. We had we had watch watch. Of course, I was dealing with a personal situation um, <clears throat> that I told you guys about. That's but right? I, did, I I did watch it later, um, and yeah, when I saw uh, Argentina go up two 0 I'm like, okay, I don't know how I feel about France's chances to win this at this point. Now I I had France to win the whole thing. I didn't think that or I honestly didn't think Argentina had a chance in this game. Um, but right. the way that. France came on in the second half, particularly there, you know, getting the final 15, 20 minutes, and Mbappe, you know, basic, basically single handedly got the got France back in there, kept France in it, you know. So, I mean, what do you think was the was the turning point there in the second half, Earl?
1: Hold on, Earl's dying. Okay. I would like to point out that it was Di Maria that drew the penalty, the first penalty, not Messi, but right, right. Um, it, w- it was same. Same basic principle.
0: Yeah, that's what, you know, that's what you know. Guys like Messi are going to get in. You know, so. What did you just ask? <laughs> what was the turning point for France in the second half?
2: Um, the fact that Mbappe got free was it actually able to do something?
0: I, I think that's fair. I, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment. I mean, someone of his of his talent you know if he's able to to get free and and make plays and you know draw attention or you know get opportunities to put the ball on frame like he's going to get hit the net from time to time he's going to draw penalties he's going to create uh chances for for France to to stay in that <laughs> anyways wow
1: anyways um yeah the the penalty um There for France. It I don't even know if like I wouldn't even say France like came on there at the end. Mm -hmm. I they had some more chances after they tied it up, but after they tied it up, it was kind of just back and forth. Um, you know, chance here for France, chance for Argentina, chance for France, chance for Argentina. So it was really just like that 90 second stretch where they get the foul, they get the penalty mbappe buries it and then literally 90 seconds after he buries it uh just kind of a i mean a a, an incredible play by mbappe to get ahead on the i don't even was it it was like half clearance half like just a long ball just kind of belted it down there to see what happens messi gets a beautiful flick to it with his head and then receives a lob over the top of the defense and finishes it first time, like on the volley, doesn't hit the ground. He, he's almost laying horizontal to the ground when he kicks it, places it perfectly, has pace on it. It was, it was literally like a 30-second little piece of Mbappe magic that got France back into it. And then from then, it was... Like I said, it was, it was kind of back and forth. France had a chance. Argentina had a chance. Messi had one that was tipped over the bar in, like, the dying moments of stoppage time and regulation. Uh, that if he makes that and that's the winner, I mean, holy crap, that would have been crazy. But uh, Lloris gets a touch to it, puts it over the bar. Uh, we go to extra time. and uh, And for the rest of regulation, I mean, France just – I think they were just kind of happy to be in that – place in particular and they were playing more free after that where they weren't so oh my gosh especially after they got down where they were real tight i think they were able to open up and and mbappe can do that and i mean but back i, I don't want to take away from argentina's first half too much because we kind of just our first 70 or so minutes i mean france made two changes one change in the first half and then two changes at halftime i believe uh including taking off dembele No, they'd made two changes in the first half, sorry, including taking off Dembele, who has been a stalwart on the right side for them, and then Giroud, who was in reaching distance of getting in the golden boot for this thing. He had four goals, Mm -hmm. all five, coming into this game. Um, They took both of those players off because it just wasn't... That's how bad it was in the first half for France. That's how much they were lacking anything offensively Um, and then just kind of getting carved up defensively in the midfield Dembele is the one that commits the penalty in the first place uh on Di Maria and so I just I I want to so much happened after the 75th minute that I know we need to talk about but just to to kind of put into context that first 70 minutes or so I mean it was just complete and under domination by Argentina
0: yeah Argentina was fantastic and you know looking at the at the changes that France made um you know, I feel like taking Giroud off when they did was interesting because I mean, like he said, you know, France wasn't getting opportunities, they weren't creating, they weren't getting into areas, and, and that's a little that's a little uncharacteristic for a lineup featuring Olivier Giroud. He's a guy that gets in there and has a body that can that can draw attention. But and Marcus Thuram, guy that plays for uh uh for Gladbach in the, in the Bundesliga, he... He, he's a bit of a pacey guy, more like an Mbappe-style t- kind of player. You know, plays the pace, gets out ahead, gets out between guys, plays off the shoulder. He looks for those balls in behind. And I won't – And it's but even with that change, there, like, it took France a while to unlock what Argentina was doing defensively. And Tarem really, he really didn't necessarily have a, an impressive game by any stretch of the imagination, but I think just what he brought helped open that up for France. Yeah, I, I
1: guess I, I still argue that it never got opened up uh, until they tied it. When, once they got level again, then Argentina kind of pushed forward for another goal. But but for the first seventy minutes or so, I mean, he came on. I think you want, I want to say they came on at like the 38th minute or so, 36 minutes, something like that. So for, you know, 10 minutes of the first half and then 30 minutes of the second half, they were, they still didn't, nothing was opened up. They still just looked really, really bad and could not get anything going forward.
0: Yeah. And like I said, like it was, I don't know, it it was rough. And to Robert's point, yes, I did see that interview that Robert was talking about where the the head coach did come up and say that, you know, there was some illness going around, so they had to make changes earlier than than expected. And and anytime you do that, it's going to put you in a position where you've got, you still got to figure out what your, what your own side is going to do. But yeah, I mean, all credit to the Argentina, like they, they came out and they just completely shut down what have been, I think the the top scoring side in the entire world cup. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but like, they just, they shut them down. And they didn't really give them opportunities like we've seen France, you know, create against other, other sides. And so, yeah, it was, um, it, it was just really, it was just incredible to see, uh, especially for a side that we've, that we had talked about, you know, that they were potentially aging out of this world cup. Um, and early on, we, we questioned whether or not Argentina could even make it this far. So, I mean, Earl, you know, looking at Argentina, I know I don't believe you had them going very far in this. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, as you watched them through the through the through the round of sixteen and the other quarterfinal semifinal leading up to this, did you start to think that maybe Argentina had a shot to pull out some sort of magic here, or did you think that they were just you know that they didn't they weren't going to have it? Um. So
2: once they got to the semifinals and they had to play Morocco, I was pretty sure that they were done. You mute They didn't play Morocco in the semifinals. They played Croatia. Croatia, same thing. Morocco, Croatia, same, same area.
1: Uh, is it though?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's close enough. <laughs> it's close enough if you don't know geography fair enough <laughs> so um no I didn't I didn't expect them to make it to the final um, especially because I'm the one that convinced my co-worker to not pick Argentina mm-hmm. on a bet that he had
0: with a friend so how'd that turn out you guys still friends <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're still um yeah no, I mean I- he bet on Brazil and France hmm well, I mean, to be fair, that's not a bad bet—Brazil and France, you know. But I mean, yeah, it was just—it was just incredible to see. Like, you know, a lot was ma- a lot was made of this being Messi's last tournament. People were saying, "Oh, FIFA's trying to set it up," and I, I think this last match proved that. Like, FIFA wasn't doing jack. Crap. No, FIFA's
2: rigged. FIFA's rigged. Think about it. It's Messi's last possible chance at this shit. And all of a sudden, he goes the entire distance after losing to the World Bombers. Um, World Bombers. Too soon? No. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. So yeah. So after they lose to the after they lose to Saudi Arabia, um, everyone's writing them off. And then all of a sudden, they come back and make the finals and win it. Obviously. So yeah, it's going to be like a Disney movie in about two or three years about Messi. I don't. You didn't give me
1: any reason to believe that it was rigged. I think it was it's just the money. A, a cash
2: but how? How did they rig it, Earl? Because now they're going to make a movie about Messi winning the World Cup. It is not. Last it's not America. Disney's not going to make that movie. Not why? How? How did they make this happen?
1: Did they pay off the other teams to lose? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> i i mean I, I i don't even know what to say to, to that um i i just they got hot at the right time and they figured out their their issues and you could see different stages of improvement from match to match and so i mean i still didn't think i i still had brazil you know obviously going through and i Jacob, you and I were talking today, I had Argentina go into the third place game. That's where I thought they were going to end up, despite how how they were looking. And and is this more, do you think this is more on Argentina going out and being successful in what they want to do? Or do you think this is about France being unsuccessful in what they wanted to do?
1: Uh, a bit of both is probably the answer to that as, all the time. But um, specifically for, for this instance, I mean, France... France just kind of looked confused and, and looked, I mean, like, like Robert was saying, uh, the illnesses and stuff. I know they had, um, several, several bouts of whatever was going around over there, uh, throughout the tournament. So they, they didn't look to be themselves. I, I would, if France is, is fully healthy, um, and not just from the sickness, but, you know, missing players here and there. Uh, they're a freaking scary ass team for 2026, even still. Um, but I, I think in this particular match, uh, Argentina came out and kind of stifled them. Um, but then also they kind of looked just lethargic and didn't, didn't show the energy that I thought they would. So I think it was a bit of both, but at the end of the day, uh, they're, they're just such a good team that they still were able to, to tie it not once, but twice. We haven't even gotten into extra time, but, um, they come back and tie it again. And so I uh, just, it, it looking, I mean, I think we both picked Croatia um, to beat Argentina. Um, mm-hmm. And when we were talking about that, when we were previewing that match, um, man, I feel stupid about that now. But uh, <laughs> at the time, it, it just kind of made sense. I mean, it, this was a, at the time, it was an Argentina team that just had given up a 2 0 lead to Netherlands and needed penalties to get through that. And then right after that, you know, Croatia takes out Brazil. So it's like, okay, well, Croatia beating Brazil was way more impressive than Argentina giving up a two-goal lead and going to penalties with Netherlands. So uh, I defend it a little bit still. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, Argentina just played the best soccer when it mattered most, and and uh, Messi, I, you know, I can't really argue with most of the people or everybody, all all the quote unquote experts that are saying Messi was the player of this tournament. Um, I, I still personally think Mbappe was, was better in this tournament, but uh, that that's just, that's me and my dislike of penalty spot goals. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I, I understand that Mbappe had two in the final, but yeah. uh, Messi had one in the final and then four others, I believe. So, that's that's that uh but he he still i mean he still played very well he's he's obviously the goat um as far as like our generation um i'm not i can't speak to like pele and and others but um he came out he got what the one hardware that he was missing other than the mls cup and supporter shield which you'll get uh here in a couple years i think and uh and then we'll go from there but yeah just kudos to him
0: yeah, going into extra time, you know, obviously the tied two till two two. I mean, what was your sense of did you have a sense of what was gonna happen at the end here? Did you think someone's gonna find a winner? Uh, or did you think that it was just gonna remain evenly matched? Go ahead, Earl.
2: So when is that third one went in, the one that no one thought went in, but actually did because it was like four feet from the line. Um, as soon as that one went in, I I thought it was done. So I actually stopped watching. I was like, "Oh, it's like 88th minute. There's no possible freaking way that France is gonna score another one, just even tie it up." And as soon as I put my phone down, my friend messaged me said, "Holy shit!" Once he said that, I turned it back on and missed the third goal from France. I was like, "What the hell am I missing here?" So yeah, so right. I know I'm a I'm a terrible person so you missed 75 minutes and then you turned
1: it off early <laughs> anyways going into extra time i, I honestly thought france was going to pull it out mm-hmm. um i think argentina looked shell shocked uh after france tied it for the majority of that time uh they did have a few chances there on the break but i thought france kind of finally found their footing and and mbappe i mean you know once a player gets hot it's i mean he just does crazy shit after that and so I really did think France was going to pull it out until, you know, Messi gets the the third for Argentina in extra time. And then you're like, oh, all right. Well, here we go again. Uh, France, good game, but it's Messi's. And then I severely underestimated um, Martinez going into the penalty shootout because I fucking hate that guy. I really do. I cannot stand him. But I'll be damned if his little antics don't work in the penalty shootout and his little mind games get in France's head and he pulls it out.
0: Speaking of Martinez, um, do you think that something needs to be done regarding his lewd behavior afterwards? I, something like what? I don't know. Uh, a fine, a suspension...
2: I don't even know what happened, uh-huh. so you might have to elaborate.
0: Oh, man, you, you turned oh, off the you game. A rock,
2: huh? Oh, my gosh. This picture is everywhere. He
1: wins the Golden Glove. He takes the trophy, puts it on his penis. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Okay, never mind. Okay. God. You know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could find him, but i that was, like, the least annoying thing that he did to me. I. <laughs> got a picture it it gave us a picture of him doing it and then somebody from Qatar standing behind him with this shocked look on his face and it was priceless to me it kind of summed up the Qatar World Cup experience just kind of put it all a nice little bow on it
0: yeah yeah it was uh, an interesting moment to say the least uh and uh it just yeah, like you said, it just kind of sums up just how just how the whole experience with this Qatar World Cup has been just a bunch of just I don't know, just like random stuff that just people seem to think is a great idea. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting to say at least. But yeah, I mean actually, action there in the extra in the extra time, you know, it's watching that I honestly, even though France came back, I didn't think France was gonna pull it out. I honestly didn't Um, just seeing how they have played. And I just feel like, you know, Argentina had a swagger, you know, even though they might've been a little bit dejected after that, after that second, after that tying goal to send it into extra time. I I, I just felt like Argentina had the confidence to to pull that out. And, and uh, I mean, I was certainly excited to see it go three, three, and then go to kicks. And, and again, and, and again, here we see, kicks for whatever reason the these guys who get paid millions of dollars not shooting not shooting well not converting from the spot like and, and I don't know I, I I still just can't explain like what's going on with the penalties. Well me and Earl will be able
1: to tell you how hard penalties are sometime this year. <laughs> as we face each other Look,
2: I know how hard penalties are. Just ask KC Gesson.
0: True, true. Earl, that mean you lost that Earl? No, I won.
1: Earl, go to sleep.
2: I'm out of here. All, All right, right, Earl.
1: We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. He's... <laughs> Anyways, um Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think France's were like the worst penalty attempts we've seen this tournament, obviously. Uh, yeah. thank you Japan, for that, but, um, uh, they, they still just kind of seemed a little off and I, I should have known going into penalties that Argentina probably had the, the advantage there seeing as, you know, they had already been there, done that. Um, and, and Martinez has had that confidence for it. So I believe he's talking about David Ochoa. um, But still, I at that point, once it went to penalties, it was like, okay, we can't separate these two teams. Like Mbappe equals Messi in this tournament and in this match. Um, like Argentina equals France. There's just you just can't. It's like, it's like we talked about it. You know, you go to extra time or you go to penalties, it's a draw, it's not a a win for other sides. So, um, with that in mind, I, I think it was fitting that it ended there and went to penalties, and and yeah, Messi gets to hold the title because he buried his, and Martinez stopped a couple of of France's, and that's great for him. But in, in my head, I look at this match and think, yeah, that's I mean that's two equal teams. I'd argue that France is even the better team deal with what they were dealing with injury and sickness wise, but um, it was fun. It was it was clearly the match of the tournament, uh, probably the match of all the tournaments ever, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, Some people have said it's the best World Cup final ever. Well, and and the thing about finals, like not just World Cup finals, but like anytime you get into a final, like a game seven of the NBA, uh, most of the time those games aren't good. <sighs> most times those games aren't good because there's a lot of tenseness and... And emotion and and just pressure on you and so so a lot of times you don't get the best played games in those do or die situations like that so it it really did just show and, and i honestly i mean you can kind of see that with france at least to begin with um yeah uh robert brings up a good point that i i've, I've been meaning to mention but i hadn't um, Martinez made a save in overtime where one on one with, um, oh, who was it? Crap. I can't remember now. Um, mm-hmm. I can see his face, but I can't think of the name. Um, and Martinez comes out, makes himself big. Uh, something that Earl would say, don't do. Um, he would say, stay on your line and cry, I guess. I don't know. Um, but Martinez comes out, makes himself big, uh, gets that save to, to essentially save the match because it was late in stop it, or second half there of, of extra time. And if that goes in, we're having a completely different discussion right now, obviously, but, but alas, he makes the save. He makes saves in, 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 uh, the PK shootout. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he was after seeing two shots on goal in regulation and having both those get past him, he ended up turning it around and making, the most important save in open play and then multiple important saves in the PK shootout. And, and you got to tip your cap to him, even if he is a jackass.
0: Yeah. And that, that's something that's been on display throughout the, throughout the world cup is the play of the goalkeepers. Like we've seen tremendous saves from a number of different keepers, you know, throughout the, the entire tournament. And, you know, it's, it sh- it just goes to show just how difficult a position that is to play, yeah. and just how important that that role is. Um, you know, I was talking to to Ken Sickinger today, and you know we were talking. We were, he asked me uh, how much of the World Cup did you watch? So I, said, I said probably about 397 hours worth. You know, he goes, yeah. He goes, I've never watched this much before. And I said, yeah. I mean, it's just been it's been straight up entertaining the entire way through the goalkeeping has been entertaining. The, the goal score has been entertaining. Like it's just been a lot of fun to see the, the high level of play from the best players in the world. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I felt it kind of made me think, you know, it was fitting that this final match came down to, uh, that came down to kicks, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean it, <clears throat> it. You know, we we all said we kind of had stuff going on. I actually couldn't watch uh, extra time and the uh, PK shootout live. I had to go back and rewatch it. But um, just the tournament in a whole, a and to cap it off with this match, I mean it just it was it was a fantastic tournament on the field. I think the on field product was was just top notch um, all tournament long. Just had. Entertaining match after entertaining match, except for the first Croatia Morocco match that was most really boring, but uh, other than that, it was it was just nonstop action for the most part, and and um, I can't wait to do it again in in four years here actually, in America. I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry. I can't wait to do it four years again uh, here in America and actually get to go to some matches uh, hopefully. Um, but in the meantime. Uh, we do get to watch. Unfortunately, we have to watch on Fox again, uh, which is uh, interesting. But at least this one's in Australia um, slash New Zealand, and so yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about Qatari. Like I don't, I don't think uh, Crocodile Dundee is going to be on stage trying to put a hat on whoever wins the the trophy, like they did with Messi and uh, whatever the hell they put on him. Um, just blew my mind that they forced their way into the ceremony like that but uh we don't have to deal with that we don't have to deal with the awkwardness of fox trying to cover a controversial world cup yeah from a location that's controversial anyways uh and so maybe they'll do better with this one um but yeah i did like nine months seven months something like that uh we get to do it with the the women's world cup and and uh I'm excited for that one. I, I will probably watch almost as much as that one as I did this one. So I'm excited for that. And and uh, again, I mean, just what a tournament! What a tournament from beginning to end. I mean, the I, was it the the first match with Qatar just getting their butts kicked by Ecuador? Uh, you know that one of the first matches we had Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Um, the USA matches were all exciting, uh, if not heartbreaking at times. I mean, it was just just a, a great tournament i'm so excited for it And we'll, we'll probably spoiler alert talk a little bit more about it uh in a couple of days maybe yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh,
0: am i getting feedback off of you or what maybe i think so i think it might have been picking me up on your headphones i, I could be wrong but okay yeah i don't know i don't know what it was but um Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, there was some controversy surrounding this one. Um, There's potentially some debate as to whether or not 2026 will be less controversial or not. Um, Well, we won't be
1: talking about how women have no rights here. That is true. uh, Or how bad it is for the LGBTQ community. And we won't have people dying building the stadiums because they're already built. Yeah. So... There might be controversy, but it won't be uh people's lives at stake controversy.
0: Yeah, that that is oh, true. Knock,
1: yeah. on, knock on wood knock on wood. Knock on wood, hopefully.
0: Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Women's World Cup next summer. Uh we're gonna have at least one more discussion here uh this year about the twenty twenty two World Cup and in 2026. We're gonna try to get to at least at least one match. Um yeah, it's just been it's been a lot of fun. Like this is it's been basically nonstop soccer the past like month and it's been fantastic like it really has and and yeah i didn't you know i didn't get to watch the full thing live i was dealing with some personal stuff um but did get to watch it <laughs> do you not want to mention it because i think it's freaking hilarious. no i can absolutely mention it. Um, so and I, we've talked about this in our group chat so the other night my youngest son we went to the store we were walking around he picks up a roblox gift card and i say no 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 we're not getting it let's go well, we go, we go, we all go home. Don't think anything about it. Saturday night, I'm cleaning up after. Well, I'm putting my boys to bed, and I find a Roblox gift card in my living room. Now, I didn't buy a Roblox gift card. My son stole a Roblox gift card from a from an establishment here in town. And you already said the name. Yeah, that's say Target. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he uh, stole it from Target, and that led to things. And so Sunday morning, we get up made him write a letter to the store manager and taken took him to the store we had to go take the card back give it to the manager apologize to him give him the letter and so that's what I was dealing with sunday morning instead of watching the game so I, but I did get to watch it later and uh oh, yeah, it was, the life of parents right oh man something we so like, did 4
1: years for the most anticipated world cup <laughs> final in our lifetime and you have to go take a stolen gift card back to Walmart or target target. Yeah. It. If that's not parenting, I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I knew the final going, I, I kind I knew, well, I I didn't see the, the, the kicks. I didn't see that result until later, but <clears throat> I knew that it went to extra time. I knew that there were goals scored. And so going back and watching it, it was still exciting to watch despite knowing um, what was going to happen? Yeah, like, it, again, just watching this talent at this level was just so much fun, and I can't wait to do it again. So,
1: yeah, and now Mbappe and Messi get to go be teammates again uh, in like a matter of weeks. Um, we have you know EPL coming back like right mm-hmm. away, Leagues Cups coming back like tomorrow or something like Thursday or something like that. I think Liverpool and and Man City play Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I, think uh, so. I, don't, I don't know if that's EPL or if that's League's Cup or what it is, but um, I mean, it's it's.
0: There's Premier League tomorrow.
1: Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have. I mean, they'll they'll be. Oh no! Sorry, Carabao
0: Cup tomorrow. I apologize. Yeah, okay, that's
1: what I thought. Yeah, and okay. then
0: Premier League picks up on Boxing Day. Okay. So
1: yeah, we'll get there's going to be a lot of football to be played still, but it's just not the world cup. So it won't be, be quite the same, but um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. I mean, I, it's, it's been football galore for 20 some odd days. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do without it. Honestly. Right.
0: It's going to be strange, not waking up at 6am and having soccer on TV, at least like, until Monday. Yeah, because I mean, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of premier league, mm-hmm. but I,
1: I, I struggled to watch premier league games that Tottenham is not a part of unless it's like Liverpool man city or, or, or some, you know, top te- top teams playing each other. Um, uh, so it's not like I'll watch games all day on premier league Saturday.
0: Yeah, I get that. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat, you know, I mean, I tend to try to watch a little bit, a little premier well, league, a little Bundesliga, a little La Liga, you know, just to kind of see the the top leagues, um, Yeah, I mean, just looking around, I'm trying to... I'm looking at the schedule this week. Uh, Yeah, Copa del Rey's back in action tomorrow. Carabao Cup. I don't see any league play outside of, like, the lower divisions.
1: Yeah, I don't think there is until this week, or after Christmas.
0: Yeah, championship plays.
1: PSG has a friendly. Yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham has a friendly Wednesday, too.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Nice. Yeah, it's uh yeah, City and Liverpool play in the Carabao Cup on Thursday. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean it's but yeah, like, I agree. Like there's so much here that we wouldn't normally watch. You know. Um but yeah, it's like yeah, Saturday, Sunday, we're gonna be back in the back in the thick of it. And then we're only a few short months away from the USL championship season, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we get to talk about some tomorrow. <clears throat> we will definitely oh. talk about that tomorrow. We know things that are going to. We we've heard rumors of things. It's gonna be fun. I I can't wait to get back into some USL Championship talk tomorrow. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I appreciate Robert. Appreciate you being here in the chat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to everyone listening for tuning into all these episodes. We do appreciate that. So, um, mm-hmm. that being said, I mean Jacob sign us off for world cup yeah so
1: we just mentioned it tomorrow uh get to talk usl new mexico runners um santi Moar coming back to the black and yellow um and then and then wednesday uh yeah preview preview of that uh wednesday you know we've got uh uh something to, to just kind of recap the tournament as a whole um as far as the world cup goes so tune into that and then uh then after that we'll, we'll the content will slow down we'll have uh every other week or so we'll be talking new mexico united but um uh, we'll we'll still be here and then when when the season starts back up you know as it gets closer to the season we'll pre-season and stuff like that we'll go back to once a week we'll be here we'll be your source for new mexico news and notes um and uh until tomorrow night guys at nine o'clock
0: you know it's almost you've been listening to somos Moss your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.